everybody and welcome back to the Talk Busy with Lizzie podcast. I'm your host, Lizzie. And today I have a guest coming on and I'm so excited. Um, first of all, this will be the first ever interview uploaded onto the YouTube channel as well as just the regular podcast. So that is super, super exciting. I'm very, very happy to be doing that. Um, this is someone that I've wanted to come on for a little while. I heard about him from the Alex Clark podcast the spillover um when she had him on if you know me at all um you follow me on instagram i talk about alex clark all the time she is my role model i love her stuff um she's such a good interviewer i look up to her so much um i'm not quite her level yet but you know trying to work my way up to there um just everything about her is just wow I know she has her flaws, don't get me wrong, I know no one's perfect, only Jesus, but I will say I love her um, very, very much. Anyway, so when I got to talk to um, Harrison Tinsley, he's our guest today, um, when I got to talk to him over Instagram a little bit and got to um, have him, decided that we were going to have him on, I was ecstatic. First of all, like because of the fact that I found him on there, but that wasn't even close to why I actually really wanted him on because his story is just heartbreaking, encouraging, all of the above, okay? Um, you'll hear his story today and it is, it's his story and it's his son's story. Um, his son is Sawyer, he is almost four years old and his mom is trying to transition him and it is very, very sad um Harrison is fighting so hard for his son so hard and you will just hear how well spoken Harrison is and how how hard he's fighting um how much courage this man has uh for his son and for any other child that's in any sort of similar predicament um so I'm very excited to have him on so that you guys can hear from him because wow um I'm honestly kind of I was kind of speechless after talking to him because I was just amazed at how secure he secure he is and just that he knows he needs to fight and he's gonna do whatever it takes and so I'm just amazed and it's so cool to see so I'm very very excited to have him on um without further ado let's just get right in to our interview. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm really excited to have you on. Happy to be here. Um, I list. I actually found you through um Alex Clark's Spillover podcast episode with you, and I, I just I feel for you so much. I can't imagine what you and your son are going through. Um, it's horrifying I guess if that's even the right word um so I'm really sorry about that thank you for saying that it's definitely a really hard thing but hopefully I can just come out the other side stronger better man and Alex Clark's awesome I'm so thankful she had me on and she was such a nice person yeah good good um my first question for you is if you could just explain um what your relationship with your ex was like you know getting together being together and then um once your son was born so basically, a few years back, I was went to karaoke 
I met a girl, thought she was beautiful. I sang her some songs. We ended up going on some dates and falling in love. And we started dating and pretty short, shortly into our relationship, she ended up getting pregnant. And we were both super stoked about that, regardless of the circumstances. And we always had political differences. It was something I thought we could get past, you know, or agree to disagree on. That didn't seem to be the case. And as her pregnancy went on a few months in, she was just being super hostile towards me. And I was constantly getting threatened that I wouldn't see my son if I wasn't exactly who she wanted me to be, basically. Mm-hmm. And I essentially, it ended up that she broke up with me and sent me a cease and desist letter. So I didn't know when my son was born. I found out about one week later from someone on social media. And that was pretty heartbreaking. And after that, I filed in court in San Francisco Family Court to establish paternity custody visitation two months after he was born and it took 13 more months just for me to meet him so I finally met him when he was 15 months old which I thought was just a travesty of how long that took it yeah seemed unacceptable to me absolutely I don't know how that's it's even possible but you know those 15 months made me stronger and it was definitely a really hard time but I got through it and like to think that I'm not a victim and now I'm a better man, a stronger man to be there for my son when he needs me most. Yeah. And so I started visitation with him and I would visit with him on weekends. And then I moved to the Bay area and I was awarded almost immediately half custody, which was awesome. Yeah. So I started half custody and essentially that's around the time when his mom started to heinously defame me uh say things that are really horrible and untrue about me and she was starting to put him in dresses and call him they and non-binary all these weird things there was an incident where his his mom was arrested unfortunately with my son there and there was all these different things that that were adding up so I presented it all to family court and I got granted a trial it ended up being a five-day trial and I felt super confident about it. I had lots and lots of evidence and witnesses and all these things. After the trial, the court said, oh, we're going to keep custody the same. You know, they, they didn't care about the gender stuff. They didn't rule against me or anything. They just said, you know, that's not our deal. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, I thought that that was like the best case I could have presented in court for any reason to get custody ever. So I decided that I had to find a new route to try to help my son. And that's what I did. And I'm thankful that Daily Wire broke my story. And from there, it's just been like a rocket flight of interviews and a mission to protect not just my son, but all kids and parental rights and just kind of keep kids safe from gender ideology and just crazy ideas and sexual ideas that shouldn't be anywhere near children. Yeah, that's, I mean, I can't even imagine what you're going through, what your son's going through and just it amazes me how how tough you are for fighting for not just your son, but any child who's in this circumstance. Um, and that, I mean, you have the bravery, the courage to go through. I mean, I can't imagine even coming on here and talking about um, these things and going through so many interviews, talking with so many people, fighting so hard. You are, I mean, such a strong man to do that for your child and for so many other kids out there. Thank you for saying that. It really means a lot. I mean, the amount of encouragement and support I've gotten from people has been just overwhelming and incredible. It's just made me, you know, want to go even harder. And 
honestly, I just, I have a duty to my son and I have a duty as a man to, you know, stand up for him and to stand up for what's right. I think courage is the most important virtue and that's what we're lacking as a society. And that's why we are where we we are at right now, in my opinion. And I live my life by the motto of be brave. And that's what I'm going to do regardless of how hard it is. Hmm. Uh, What are some steps that you're taking in fighting for your son? So I'm appealing that, that court decision from the trial that's happening right now. It's starting and that can be a long process. And it's one I'm not too familiar with, but I I feel confident about it. Do feel that there was some case law and things that weren't followed in the trial that would normally grant someone custody or at least a consideration of it. Mm -hmm. And there's, um, there's some criminal court stuff. Uh, His mom violated a restraining order I have on her. And that's another interesting avenue that's happening in court. And there's, of course, just the constant interviews and just speaking up, speaking out, going to the Capitol, um, you know, lobbying against bills that are crazy in California. I was super thankful that Gavin Newsom vetoed AB 957 and just doing everything I can to create the future I want for my son and for all children. Yeah, that's amazing, again, that you're just taking all those steps and like I think it's hard obviously when you're in the moment of figuring out okay what is the next step how do you do that so just it's amazing that you've been able to figure out those next steps um and not give up when you know you faced I felt like roadblocks so you know it's just I think it's easy like you're saying just it's we need that courage and that bravery. So um, the fact that you have that to, even when there are those roadblocks to keep going is truly wonderful. I appreciate it. It's definitely not the easiest road, but I don't think that the easiest road is the right one in life. I think the most meaningful one is, Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm choosing. And I just hope that more people will, you know, be brave and start to speak the truth. If everyone just had the courage to say what they actually believe, I think we could end a lot of this stuff because too many people are scared. So many people are, you know, worried about losing their job or about offending someone. And we're at a point where it's so serious and the effects of what's happening to children and to society are so detrimental that we have to start speaking up. You know, this is the moment in history where we say no more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My next question is, can you explain some steps in legislature related to this topic recently? Like the uh, veto that Governor Newsom made and everything like that. So there was a whole series of anti-parent bills, um, I believe all of which passed except AB 957 he vetoed, and that was a a bill directly affecting family court. It was saying that judges in family court should strong or strongly are recommended to consider and grant custody to a, an affirming parent of a child's gender identity or expression. It was mm-hmm. very broad and it was interesting. I was always saying that I was going to use it against them and say, look, because Sawyer, my son, he says he's a boy adamantly. And so his mom, by saying his non-binary, would be not affirming his gender because he says he's a boy. And I say he's a boy, so I'm the affirming parent, mm-hmm. which is interesting because that's kind of the reason Gavin Newsom gave when he said why he vetoed it. He said that conservative um, people and judges would have been using it in the opposite way. Uh, not that I consider myself part of any political party. I just want to do the right thing. Yeah. But 
yeah i mean so that was one crazy bill and it was an absolute miracle it got vetoed because we tried so hard to fight against it you know every time i went to the capitol i talked to all the senators and assembly members about it i talked to the author of the bill she thought it would give me full custody, which was interesting. I'm not sure I actually buy it if it was passed, that that's what would happen. But there was a bunch more bills than the, the terrible one would be AB665. And it, in a way, emancipates 12-year-olds to temporarily be able to leave their parents' home and go to a government home. And mm -hmm. thus, they could make some decisions that could change their life. You know, besides living where they live, obviously, there's also medical decisions and all sorts of things that can happen. So we've seen temporary orders or things in the government last a very long time. So it's, even though it's temporary, it's, it's definitely concerning. And yeah. um, there was just a, a bunch of anti-parent bills. It seems like that's one of their main goals right now in the California, you know, Senate and assembly. I'm not sure why. I don't think it's a winning issue for them. I think we need a strong pushback against it. Like we have been, you see all these parents at school boards standing up and that's, that's what we need. We need people like you and me speaking out parents at school boards and just to say, we're not going to let you, you know, take our children from us. Yeah. Um, and then I know I've seen all your, a bunch of your posts about, you know, going out and fighting and going, like you said, going to go fight, um, in government position or to government um, officials and everything and so have you met anyone while doing that who you've seen has been in a similar situation to you and your son yeah I have met quite a few parents in similar situations um or, you know at least in some ways and my friend Adam Vina he hasn't seen his son in a few years and we were just all at his courthouse supporting him his judge resigned which was a super interesting turn of events but then he basically got a ruling against him and they're trying to make it that he can't see his son for another five years, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And hit the mom in that case is trying to transition the son and already has socially. And it's just a really scary situation. I'm hoping he can win on appeal on that. But yeah. it's not an uncommon thing that this gender stuff is becoming a divide in family court where one parent wants to do it and the other doesn't. And I think that we should really err on the side of the parent that doesn't because that's the safest choice for children. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's crazy how many people out there have are are also fighting with this issue. Um, and it's hard to see, but also I know encouraging that, you know, you're not alone and that there are a lot of people in your corner. Um, it, it definitely is yeah it, sometimes you just need to whether it's music or seeing people or talking to people or sharing stories to see that you're not alone can be a really big you know motivator encourager for people yeah and that's why I have this podcast is just sharing people's stories because a it educates people on issues b it lets people know that they're not alone and c um you can have people who come around you to fight with you um by spreading that story yeah, it's amazing that you have a podcast and that you do that. I think sharing stories is so important. You know, that's what you that's what people do to teach their kids. That's what you do, you mm -hmm. know, to share experiences. And I, I like to write songs. And so I like to think that I, some people can relate to my songs. It's a similar concept that I, I find really touching and emotional and amazing. And do you want to talk a little bit about your song? <laughs> well, I, I'm assuming then you're going to mean my song for Sawyer. Yeah. Yeah, I have a song, it's called It's a Boy, and it was just, it was actually written before I ever met him, it was in that 15 months I was waiting, mm -hmm. I wrote the song, 
And it was just about imagining all the things we were going to do together and how, you know, I was sorry it had been so long. And I just remembered, you know, when me and his mom went to the doctor together and found out it was a boy, we were so excited, believe it or not, mm -hmm. both of us. And I just thought back to that ultrasound, you know, I can see it and see the actual ultrasound and the feeling of joy that overwhelmed me. And then, yeah, just imagining all the things we were going to do together. And so far we've been doing them all. I'm super thankful for that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, how is Sawyer doing lately with everything going on? He's doing pretty incredible. He's just the most wonderful kid. I'm so unbelievably lucky and grateful. He's super adorable. He's super smart. He's really physically adept. Like he's just got it all going for him. Everyone loves their kid, but I'm telling you, this kid just has like a really, really great um, just life happening around him. And he's somehow found a way, regardless of anything going on at his homes, you know, just living a good life and developing so well. And, you know, I only tell him good things about his mom. His mom's wonderful in so many ways. Mm -hmm. I do believe that. I think the line between good and evil cuts through everyone's heart. And I know different people go through different things and suffer from different mental illness problems, and that can affect how they treat other people. And I hope that his mom can get more well in her own life so that she can be a better mom for him. Yeah. And um, yeah, Sawyer's just doing great. I spend all my custody time with him. And um, we were just in Tahoe with my parents. It was a really fun time. And uh yeah, just thankful for every second with him. That's awesome. And I'm glad that, you know, he's doing well, because obviously I've been doing so much research into like just the effect of um, like stress and um, trauma on kids, even from such a young age. So to hear that, you know, he's doing well. And also, I think it's amazing that you're, you continue to speak good on his mom to him, because I mean, I, I have friends and like they, they've had family members talk bad about other family members to them. And, you know, it causes such a big strain on that relationship. And so to, when he's already having such a big, I mean, issue in his life to, for you to continue to just be, speak kindly on her is probably such a huge thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be a positive, you know, influence on him. I think it's really important. It would do him no good to say bad things, of course. Uh, it's sad, though. Unfortunately, she does seem to at least sometimes, because Sawyer will often repeat what is said to him, whether it's me or anyone else. Mm -hmm. He'll tell me, you know, bad things said about me, which is kind of saddening. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure it doesn't feel good to him. And he knows they're not true. But um, hopefully that's getting better. Hopefully yeah. she accepts that he's a boy and wants to be a boy always will be a boy and uh yeah but Sawyer's doing great and just he's unbelievable yeah and how old is he now he turns four pretty soon cool um how or I already asked about, um how can others help you fight the first thing you could do is just start to say the truth start to say what you actually believe in your life whether it's on social media or in person conversations you know every bit makes a difference everybody can make a huge difference i i started going to the capitol and all these rallies and 
you know, doing all these things. And it's amazing what, if you're not there, no one is. One person can make a big difference, believe it or not. Um, you could follow me on social media, Harrison Tinsley. Send me a prayer or a message if you want to help for my attorney fees for fighting the court battle with my son because it's extremely expensive. It's um, Give, Send, Go, Saving Sawyer. And, um, but yeah, I mean, if you can't do that, it's no big deal. Just start speaking up. That's what we need more than anything in the world right now. Right. Um, and I'll link your um, Instagram and everything in the show notes so that people can follow you and everything. Cool. Appreciate it. Um, why do you think your ex wants to transition your son? You know, there's no way for me to know, of course. Um, I can only speculate, but speculatively, either she genuinely believes that kids should be able to choose their gender. Um, although he's chosen, he'll adamantly tell you a boy. So I would have thought that that would have stopped by now. Yeah. Or I think there's a there's at least a chance that it has to do with hurting me. Mm-hmm. Um, those would be my two best hypotheses. Either one is so sad. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely unfortunate. But Sawyer knows he's not buying into it, thankfully. That's he's a rebel like me. He's always a rebel, rule breaker. Sawyer seems to be the same way, which I'm sure will be harder than it sounds right now. But it's working out for uh for this gender stuff. So that's great. Okay. Good. <laughs> Um, uh, how are you dealing with the stress of it all? I just do my best to accept the responsibility of it all. Yeah. I make sure to run a lot and I listen to music and I, you know, make sure to spend my time with Sawyer and that makes me remember what I'm fighting for. And I, you know, listen and read different philosophers and Jordan Peterson, all these people that just make me feel that at the end of the day, regardless of the amount of suffering you're going through, that doing the right thing is what matters most. Mm -hmm. And I just try to keep that in my mind, regardless of how hard it gets. Obviously, sometimes it's harder to sleep at night than it could be, and it's painful, Um, but Sawyer's worth it, and all children are worth it. And I'm not going to be remembered as a coward who just let children be mutilated. I'm I'm ready to accept what comes with being one of the people who spoke up against it. Yeah. Again, you're, I'm, it's so amazing to have, I mean, someone who just is really leading that and I'm, and obviously, like, you probably, it's not something you would have maybe chosen for yourself if it were different, but, like, to, it's so sad that you were thrown into that, but the fact that you took charge and you said no and, you know, our fighting is just so encouraging, I bet, to so many people. You know, life's so unpredictable. I would have never, if you asked me five years ago, thought any of this would be where I am or what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but you just try to take it as it comes mm-hmm. one day at a time and, you know, do your best to focus on the things you can control and not on the things you can't and to stay positive. Yeah. What was running through your mind when you found out what your ex was trying to do? I assume you're talking about the gender stuff. 
Yeah. Or non-binary. Yeah. I was just unspeakably hurt and worried, anxious, just like a, a bad feeling over my whole being about it. And I knew that I couldn't let that happen. Yeah. Um, are there any like stories that you want to share about some examples? I know you shared on um, the spillover with Alex about um, the his time in Disneyland and everything. Um, are there any stories like that you'd like to share? A more recent one was he was telling me that he wasn't going to sleep for his mom. And so she told him, if you don't go to sleep, I'm going to tell Dada that you had makeup on. And I was like, oh, okay, did you have makeup on? And he said, no, she was just saying that. So I guess it's like also being used against him for things, which is just kind of sad. Yeah. Um, I know he's told me time about going to, so not Disneyland, a place called Fairyland. And this has happened multiple times is my understanding, mm -hmm. which it seems like a cool place actually it has roller coasters and, and stuff, but she like put fairy wings on them or like little fairy outfits. And so that's really sad to see I've seen a picture of that and he's told me about it yeah and he tells me now that he will tell her like I want to wear boy clothes but I don't know what goes on when he's with her he is definitely honest with me and trust me yeah. so I, I think it's all happening a lot less but there's been a lot of examples of things where and it doesn't like the claim I believe is always non-binary but it's like I'm pretty sure a dress is girly and not non-binary yeah are there any specific things that you want us to be praying for? That Sawyer will be happy with who he truly is. And that I'll continue to have bravery and strength through all of this. Yeah. That the world will do the right thing when it comes to protecting children from gender ideology. Yeah. Is there anything else that you would like to share? just that this is the time it's the part in the movie and the story where you know the good guys rise up against all odds and push back make a miraculous comeback you know and win the game or defeat the evil this is that time we have that opportunity this is how majority of people know this is crazy right or left we have to start telling the truth and having courage and if we do that we can really save kids save the country and you know be looked back upon as people that stood for something as opposed to just let kids be harmed yeah well thank you so much for coming on again and just for sharing your story and fighting for Sawyer and for all the other kids out there who are in similar situations of course thank you so much for having me yeah. Well, have a great rest of your day. Um, I hope that whenever you have Sawyer next, um, it's just a great time and I'll definitely be praying for you. And I know all my listeners will be too. I really appreciate it, Lizzie. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. See ya. See ya. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I had such a good time interviewing Harrison. He is so, like I said earlier, he's so well-spoken. He knows so much he's fighting so hard for his son and just his courage is so encouraging so 
I go follow him, please. Um, again, I started following him because I heard about his story on the um, Alex Clark podcast, The Spillover, and um, I just was so, again, amazed by him and how much he is just knows that what he's doing is right and that he's trying so hard to help his son and other kids in similar predicaments. So go follow him. Um, if you haven't already, leave a review on the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Leave a comment on YouTube, subscribe, everything like that. Um, I feel really weird always like asking, uh, but I am trying to just build it so that I can have more guests on and um, be able to reach more people for to help more people. Um, I think these stories have so much power, just like Harrison and Sawyer's do. So please um, just help us with that. Um, if you have anyone you want to come on the podcast, let me know. But I really just want everyone to just focus today on what Harrison said about his experience because, wow. Um, and I, it's just heartbreaking that this stuff is happening to children and we need to step up, like Harrison said, um, that we need to stand up for what's right. And if you're not doing it, who is? So that is my encouragement to you today. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. I'll see you guys for next week's episode and God bless.